Hello everybody, welcome to Hamcast number 327. I'm Hamboy here with the Ham Girl, and we're going to bring you another exciting dose of competitive Hearthstone-related discussion. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah. We can't really claim to do anything more no. than discuss, I don't think, at this point. So what have we done? What have we been doing this entire weekend and probably the past five days at this point? Oh, we've been playing some open cups. We've been making my decks for WSG, and I've been getting some help on that. Yeah, that's probably been what we spent most of our time doing, and it's uh, taught us some interesting things about the competitive meta, uh, that everyone brings the same three to four decks. Yep. Pretty much. So we submitted a different lineup that wasn't those three to four decks, I yep. think. Don't know if it's going to win or not. We will find out. I think we gave ourselves the best chance we had. I mean, we didn't. I didn't pick those decks because I didn't want to flip. Yeah, you know, you didn't want to just play mirrors for every series. No, I was yeah, gonna... so you talked with me, and I helped you a lot. But you also had a couple other players better than myself help you prep. Yep, I talked to Shoop, and I talked to Doctor J, and I talked to. Oh goodness, who else did I talk to? I talked to Luker a little bit with his lineup. Yeah, I think he um, uh, was kind of running into the same issues we were, and that nothing really, like, nothing feels great. No. I don't think. No, that's what sucks right now with the current, like, meta the way it is, that everything's either, like, a flip, or you're going to have to take risks. And I don't know what Luker decided, but I think he decided to take a risk, like I did. But who knows? I like taking risks, um, because I like even when you do well with the boring lineup, like it's usually not a result of you like prepping well. It's just kind of result a result of um, getting lucky. Yeah. And I'd rather do like thought intensive prep and research and hope that was good as opposed to um flip a coin flip a coin and just be like well i was lucky you know yeah and i know for a fact um i've actually did a, a lot of research on my opponents yeah um a couple a couple of them actually played in the sydney qualifier which was open deckless which was um a major yeah, anybody a major, a tour stop qualifier. Tour stop qualifier major. So, um, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, and so why don't you talk us through, because um, it's not very often that people actually get to play in these like small field formats where you know who your opponent's going to be like two weeks ahead of time, and you know that you only have to play against like three decks. Most of the time, competitive prep, um, like we did for TESPA, is just kind of like, well... What are people going to bring in general? What do I think it we're most likely to see? And the problem we had in Tespa is in like round two, we lost to somebody who had like a weird off the wall lineup. Yeah. We can never recover. But in like group formats, you kind of have the opportunity to do your due diligence and like watch people stream and watch people's Twitter and see what they bring. So, what exactly did you do um, to research your different opponents? Well, I knew. 
host the Badger because she wanted to host a women's league. So I actually knew her before WESG, and she's a really nice lady. She seems. I've never met her in person, but she streams a lot, and she actually posted a lot of, like, the decks she had been playing on Twitter and been help and, like, had mentioned a lot of decks, such as, like, Big Spell Mage, um, Q-Block, Rizakis Priest. Like, she probably posted... Oh gosh, I would say like seven to eight pictures of those in the last week. And that just kind of told me like, oh, well, these are the decks that she's been obviously practicing a lot. Um, I also looked up a couple of other people's like Twitters and they stream a lot too. I looked over their Twitch accounts and yeah. saw what they were bringing and saw their play also. Because I mean, it's depending an idea on, to get, yeah, to get a sense of like, well, are they going to be, like, really aggressive here and try to rush me down? Or are they going to trade every time and try to win the board? Just, like, general things like that. Don't mean a ton in Hearthstone, because you can't see their hand. Right. But even, like, 1% edges are good edges. Yep, I saw... I've been watching a lot of McLena's stream. I've been watching um, some old replays of, like, Toast and Heidi. Even though Heidi's not in my group. Or, well, the format for WSG probably should go back and say it's Round Robin... And it's two groups of four. Yeah, so you play everybody in your group once, and then the top two in your group advance. Yep, and then um, then you play semifinals, and then anybody in the finals makes it. So, yep. but... And third place has a little nice cash consolation prize. I don't... We might be sad in the moment with a third place consolation prize, but you can wipe your tears with five, <laughs> five crispy $100 bills, I think. Yeah. But it was, it's been awesome. To, like, practice and stuff. I was really nervous, though, today submitting my decks because they are off-the-wall kind of decks that I don't think people are expecting me to bring. I think people are expecting me to bring Rizakis Priest and Q-Block and... Yeah, and this won't go live until the deckless deadline is um, finished. So if you want to tell the lovely seven listeners that's an optimistic seven if you want to talk about what you actually brought and how we came to those conclusions as well um we can do that okay well i'll i will tell them because i trust the people of the world and plus it will be open deck list for wsg yeah. so it doesn't really matter um i looked up a lot of statistics on how the decks work because statistics was my favorite class in high school obviously and um I looked up how each class did. So I thought about, I brought Rogue, Tempo Rogue. I brought Spiteful Summoner Priest. I brought, oh goodness, what else did I bring? I brought Jade Druid. And I brought, oh goodness, um, Secret Mage. Secret Probably Mage. the wackiest yeah. selection of the bunch. But so what is, what do you think our like general strategy is? going into, like, in game one, what are you going to be looking for your opponent to have, and what are you going to be banning? What is your ideal lineup to run into, or what do you think, what is the lineup that you prepped this lineup for, and then what are you banning in that lineup? I'm prepped for Rizakis Priest, Q-Block, Big Spell Mage, and Jade Druid, and I'm assuming, uh, I believe that all my opponents are going to have Rizakis Priest and Q-Block. I believe a majority... I would say half my opponents, I think, will bring Big Spell Mage. Yeah. I think half will bring um, J-Druid. And I think all of them might bring Tempo Rogue for their four. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not really like a hundred percent, but I have yeah. seen like Nicolina stream a lot of Tempo Rogue. We saw her stream a lot of Tempo Rogue. Um, so those are the ones I assume. All right. <laughs> so now them. you have like the ideal lineup for the lineup you prep for is let's say they have Rogue, Priest, Mage, and Warlock. So what are you gonna ban? I'm banning Warlock. I think, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you Warlock. don't have great win rates against Warlock. I think we had a couple decks that we thought maybe we could play like oh, a, yeah. a beat Warlock strategy, but um, a lot of the decks with favorables against Warlock, I think at least when I'm looking, it's like, well, you're 52%. Yeah. Which is was... like technically a favorable. And when I was talking to um, both Shoop and Dr. J, not to put any words in their mouth, but they think a banned Warlock strategy is pretty optimal and even when i was talking to lucas like what are you gonna ban he's like warlock every time <laughs> that's been the general attitude of basically everybody is like well even we tried to bring zoo to practice it to a couple challenger cups yeah um and you never get to play it because yeah, they don't know it's zoo too. yeah <laughs> but it's it's kind of scary though um because i was looking over my stuff and you know secret mage is kind of a weird bring yeah but i mean when i was in a challenger cup earlier today somebody was like oh you brought the anti-priest lineup and i'm like yeah yep. i did <laughs> and then that guy you were playing didn't even have priests and you no. still beat him no so, so that's a good sign yeah when your decks because i think you have decks that beat priests but they also take games off of other decks you know yeah. they don't just be priest and then because that's like um my fear with when you see people play like the quest mage quest or lineup we tested a bit of quest rogue i think yeah um and a lot of the problem you have is is that um you just kind of lose to things that aren't rogue but, right yeah so or not rogue but priest and warlock so if they don't have those decks for some reason you just kind of lose, which, which sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, I've tested it. I'm pretty confident. I played all of these decks a lot. Um, I picked a certain rogue. I picked rogue with scale banes because it actually wins the mirror compared yeah. to the Lich King, which a lot of people brought for the Sydney qualifier. Yeah. Of course, in Worlds, Lich King did win the mirror. Yeah. But, in general. In general, it doesn't Lich King does not win the mirror, but um, Big Spell Mage is actually really hard to try to counter. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was probably the hardest one that I think I'll run into the most trouble with. But, but we didn't jam Eater of Secrets in all your decks to be No, <laughs> we did not. Um, but Jade Druid beats Priest. And Jade Druid beats Priest hard. Yep. It's not great against Big Spell Mage. No. Skull King guys sucks, but... I think I can out-tempo a lot of people with some of my other decks. Yeah, and the other thing I think, um, at least I suggested to you, and I think Shoop suggested to you, and Dr. J suggested to you, um, which kind of frustrated you, but it's like, bring decks like you're comfortable with, and you're good at, which, like, that's not advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the most... But it's it's very true, and it's a strategy Ant took to Worlds. Unfortunately, he drew patches every game. So that makes it hard to win at Worlds. But um, if you know the decks you're playing, you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to give yourself an edge over people playing Raza Priest poorly. Yeah. 
because not everybody plays Rosa Priest like Frozen and like Tom. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely watching some of my opponents play like hard decks like that, and they don't really know. I'm not going to speak like generally about anybody and say any names, but there's a couple people I saw, you know, you don't have Raza, you don't have Anduin, you have a big board, you know, you don't have Spirit Lash, you know. Yeah. When is it right to play out Pyro, uh, Pyro Shield or, you know. Yeah, that when the, when the actual difficult decisions happen with the deck. Um, you know, it's hard. Do you wait to Psychic Scream this turn or do you get greedy and wait the next? Yeah. If you wait the next and you still live, you win the game on the spot. You know, it. those are the decisions that I think my opponents often make the wrong one. Yeah, in. that's the hope, at least yeah. going into a tournament like this, is you hope, well, I hope I make all the right decisions while my opponents make the wrong decisions. But um, I'm excited. It will be an interesting tournament. Lovely group of ladies. It's, a di oh. again, disappointing that you don't actually go get to meet anybody playing the tournament. No, it is a bit disappointing, but I hope that I'll get my free trip to China. So, and a couple grand would be nice, but, you know, even the experience is awesome. It is, like, really nerve-wracking. I was really mad when everybody was just like, bring decks you're comfortable with, and I'm just like, you guys suck. I gotta beat the meta! <laughs> <laughs> I think we, together, and with Dr. J and Shoop's help, I think yeah. we've kind of found a good mix between decks you know well, but also um, decks that do well against what you're trying to beat. I did. I will say I did go against Shoop's advice on one thing, so... Yeah. But, you know, I hope Shoop still supports <laughs> the choice, though we did... He did give me lots of helpful advice, and so did Dr. J, and I really do appreciate that, even though I was a bit frustrated at the time. I was... <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> I was just... Uh, it was really frustrating, because I don't want to flip yeah. every single game, and I think that's what a lot of my opponents are going to be doing. Yeah. Which, they only give us an hour between each match. Which, yeah, they have matches, matches scheduled for every hour. The match is scheduled for every yeah, hour. that is going to run way behind. Because Q-Block mirrors by themselves take like 30 minutes. Yeah. And so I'm expecting the tournament to run at least... Because I'm in the afternoon for the tournaments. I don't think I start till like 6 o'clock at night. I'm not expecting to start honestly till 8. Because... I think that they scheduled them too close together. I think they should have given them an hour and a half. Like, so, sure, some series are going to go quick. Like, my series are probably going to go quicker. Yeah. But I'm not bringing the standard. Uh, no, screw the standard. You don't need that. Right. So we can change, change gears a bit. Yeah, let's change some gears. Let's talk about worlds. How much of worlds do we actually watch? Zero percent. I think we watch... I, I mean, it was on at probably the literal worst time if you're a North American person who also sleeps. Yeah. Um, every day started at 3 a.m., and ran till like, noon or 2 p.m. So, like, we caught, like, one or two... I would catch, like, one or two games. I'd stay up a little later from, like, 2 to 3. And then you'd catch, like, one game in the morning, maybe, if you didn't have class. Yeah. And that was it. We did catch the final, though. It was on Sunday no, morning. I caught the final. You weren't up for the final. Yeah, you were Tom first frozen, I remember. Oh, were you? Yes, I was awake. Okay. Just barely. Well, Tom was my champion, so thanks... Tom, <laughs> looking out for my packs. But it was, uh, the series felt 
don't know if you had the same impression I did, but this year just felt like kind of gross. Like it was a reverse sweep, which is like exciting, but there was only one game that I think was really close. And the only reason it was close is because Frozen never drew Arcane Artificer until like turn 20, which eventually won the game when he drew it, but it yeah. just took him forever to draw it. But other than that, every game was just like, well, I had my good cards and you didn't have your good cards. I mean, it really kind of sucked for the Jade Drew Mirror because Frozen, like, didn't get his, if I remember correctly, he didn't get his Jade count up. And he never draw, draw drew ultimate manifestation. Station, yeah. And I think Tom drew two. Tom kept his UI in the mulligan. Yeah. And then just drew both his ramp cards in his first two draws. Yeah. So he, because you can get very punished keeping UI if you never draw a ramp, and you actually have played on turn 10, but Tom got to play on like turn 6 and 1. So overall, kind of a series that makes me look forward to standard rotating over in April or March or whenever they do it. We also signed up for TESPA this week, though. Yeah, TESPA Season 2 is happening. That's really exciting. I love TESPA. One match a week. You can't get too tilted in the format. And they actually do Swiss format. You get to play with friends. You get to take on other schools. Maybe we'll get streamed this season. Probably not. Probably not. We, we kind of made fun of Tespa and our we you have to fill something out to get streamed. And we said we like dank memes. And what else did we say? Instead of submitting like pictures of our faces, oh, yeah. we just submitted like pictures, pictures of, of heroes the from the game. So maybe we'll take it a little more seriously <laughs> this season and get streamed, but Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Not. Probably more than not. likely not. We tried our best. We went 5-2 last season, lost on tiebreakers. I have a feeling yeah. we'll probably do about the same again. Yep. <laughs> it's probably 5-2, five 5-2, and two, five and two, lose on tiebreakers. Be sad. Never got my t-shirt from Tespa. Nope, never did either. I'm about to put in the chat. Where's my t-shirt at, homies? I want it before season 2 starts. <laughs> no, but I'm excited for the upcoming Hearthstone. I need to qualify for a challenger with a challenger cup. Yep. We've both been doing pretty well in Challenger Cups. I don't think yeah. we ever talked about it on the podcast, but we actually played each other in the last round of Swiss in a Challenger Cup, and then again in Top 8. I'm pretty yeah. sure you talked about it in the last yeah. round. And then I won in Top salty. 8 and lost in Top 4. But I made three Top 8s this month. I made, like, three Top 8s in four days and lost in all of them. That sucks. It wasn't great. So neither of us have qualified. We tried again tonight. And uh, the ESGA website just never uh, posted that the next round started and we got DQ'd. Yep. Um, also. That was sick. Yeah. I really want to win WSG. Not for the fame and the glory and the money. <laughs> um, contributing factors. Contributing factors, yes. But because somebody messaged, I forget if it was you or me, but they said, you're not trying to win unless you bring Raza Priest. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, I thought about that and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not trying to win. <laughs> I was like, let me win and quote you. Just post a screenshot of that just, message. Just post it. You're not trying to win unless you play Raza Priest. I guess I'm not trying to win. American champion BTW. Good fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty great. I'm excited though. It's gonna be an awesome upcoming week. Next time 
we do the hamcast, I will tell them if I'm a big fat winner or loser. It's going to be a soul cast if you're not a winner, I think. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first salty edition of the Hamcast, I don't yeah, think. No. The saltiest edition was when they released the new HCT rules. Which I think was our first ever Hamcast. That was a pretty salty edition. Yeah. It's all been uphill from there. Yeah, pretty good. So anything else we need to talk about today? I think we pretty much hammered out in 10 minutes less than our usual amount of time. Yeah, we talked about my WSG stuff for a long time. Yeah. I'm excited, though. It's what we've been focusing most on. I don't think either one of us have really played that many Challenger Cups this week. No, we took um, a week break after all those top eights, top eights and playing and each other. And yeah. So we're getting back into the grind of things. Plus school. We have <sighs> school and work. Trying and to get an education out here. And then God forbid if you want to visit your family or friends. Oh, man. Hearthstone comes first. So I keep telling my parents, and they just, for some reason, are like, you missed Grandma's birthday, what the hell? I would never actually do that, by the way. This, so that She's giving happen. me a look like that totally happened. So that didn't happen two weeks ago. <laughs> Anything else we need to discuss? Um, we besides can... assaults on my personal character? No. I, I think uh, in the next upcoming weeks, I hope that Battlefy either gets their stuff together for all these cups and things like that. All the tour stop qualifiers tour that stop. are just messes to play in. Yeah, I hope for that. Also, um, I kind of told you about this. This is kind of added on, but ESGA actually... Um, oh, yeah, we need to talk about this for sure. I forgot okay. this happened because yeah. it happened a couple days ago. It happened a couple days ago. Um, Toast the Badger actually tweeted about it and brought it to my attention. Um... A female was playing in an ESGA Challenger Cup and was messaged that she's really hot and, like, I don't know the extent of the messages. I know it was a harassing. Um, I think he said some things I don't know if I really want to repeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said some things that were rude and harassing. And ESGA said that she should take it as a compliment. And then the, her boyfriend, who also plays Hearthstone, you know, sent out a tweet and was like, hey, like, is this really how you feel? And added them. And they're like, we stand behind it. You need to take, you, you need to take stuff as a compliment. We back what this person said 100%. You know, you're being sensitive. Your girlfriend should... Do all this stuff, and she's later. She's now deleted the tweet. Um, Why did she delete the tweet? Kayla? She deleted the tweet because him and his friends actually. I'm pretty sure she deleted her whole Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, because him and his friends actually like message her DMs. She's walked them on Hearthstone, like she they, this whole big thing, and he messaged Blizzard, I guess, asking. If they're so ESGA might lose their ability to host Challenger Cups, probably not. But no, I don't expect anyone to actually do anything about this. Mm -hmm. But it's um, kind of disappointing to see like that attitude, like the oh, just take it as a compliment. It's fine. Like I don't know. I'm not like much of like a raging feminist, but it's annoying. Like it should. 
it should be pretty simple, like, treat everyone the same. I hate that, like, you have to add somebody to play, like, in Hearthstone terms, because I don't want them messaging me at all. Like, you've dealt with it more than I have, because your name has girl in it, so they're immediately like, hey, what up? Yeah. Good. You're such a good player. How long have you been playing? Coach me. Oh, my God. So it's, it's kind of, like, it's so difficult to be a girl and try to enjoy your hobby if that hobby happens to be video games, because just <sighs> neckbeards, man. It just, yeah, it sucks, and I feel, I honestly feel bad for her, because it's not like, you know, she did anything, you know, this She didn't guy. do anything wrong, she's just trying to play a game she likes, she's trying to probably just have a good time, probably trying to qualify her for Challenger Cups, and be a legitimate Hearthstone player, and she just gets, like, marginalized even further. Yeah, which really sucks, because, I mean, less than 1% of... E pro esports players are female. Yeah. And good pro esports players are like 0.001%. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, there's not a lot of, like, I can't name you a good, uh, more than maybe one or two good pro female. In Hearthstone. And Hearthstone is better off than most esports. Name yeah. me one female professional League of Legends player. Name me one pro female CSGO player who actually competes against men and wins, and you're going to find a very short list. Yeah. So, I just felt like that was pretty sucky. Yeah, it sucks, so, for sure. Yeah, that kind of pulled on my heartstrings, and, you know... Blizzard just doesn't really care that much about the Challenger Cup scene or the Open Cup scene, it seems, because... They've been a shit show. Tour stops haven't been great. Zalay posted on Twitter today. Um, about how he was playing in, uh, what was it, the Sydney Tour Stop Qualifier, and his opponent had Skulking Geist in his list, so he, like, went back and watched the games with, like, and was like, oh, shit, he did play Skulking Geist, so he went and looked at his opponent's, like, submitted list for this Open Deckless Tournament, and there was no Skulking Geist in the list. So he messaged the admins, and he's like, hey, this guy cheated. Like, you said he didn't have Geist in his list, and the admins were like, uh, well, he's already played another round, so unlucky. <laughs> Which is like, well, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played in a tour stop, but the deck lists are submitted. Everyone submits deck codes, and they don't, like, give you a specific way to submit the deck code. So if you ever copied a deck code from Hearthstone, it comes out long. It comes out with a copy of, like, every card and then a code at the end. So it's, like, a thousand characters long, and then they put them all in the same Google Doc, which well, is impossible to read, and then they expect you to cross-check that while you're playing your opponent. Well, that's not necessarily true for this tournament, to my knowledge. Because I saw them in Google Docs sorted by battle tag name. Yeah, they're sorted by name, but they're not images. They're yes, codes. they were. So then, did did Battlefy make the images, or did EA Tears make the images for them? I do not know that. I know I would put my Hot house. Meow posted this in a Discord. I would put my house on Yay Tears doing it. And um, so I don't necessarily know for sure, but I do know there were pictures posted yeah. after a certain point. Even so, then, the, the issue comes down to is should players have to like constantly police their matches, or should there be a tournament you have to say it quietly. 
Because if Blizzard hears it, they push back tournament mode another six weeks. <laughs> well, I just think that, you know, it just kind of sucks for him. Like, I mean, he probably would have won. Yeah, I mean, it's you can kind of understand why the admins don't want to push the tournament back like two rounds and be there another three hours, but at the same time, like... It feels really bad when a cheater ends up going through because, like, he got fourth. Yeah, he actually qualified for Sydney yeah. when it, because nobody really noticed in time. Like, that shouldn't be an outcome no. of the tournament. I feel like no. So unfortunate for Zelay. Unfortunate that tour stops still kind of suck, but uh, we can save ranting about tour stop format for another podcast, I guess. Yeah. So I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Any final words? This is where you all wish Kayla good luck at WSG. So we'll be quiet for a second so you can do that. <laughs> all right. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thank you. See you next week. Really appreciate anybody who hangs on this long. Have a good week and good luck playing Hearthstone.